Hi and welcome to Taylor's Life. I've got another episode for you today and it's called Run Taylor Run and I want to be chatting to you guys about my experience running the London Marathon. It was absolutely crazy. I had the best time and I'm going to take you back right to the start to my application day. When I applied for the London Marathon, I was a naive 17 year old who didn't realise how far a marathon actually is. But I was on top of the world this day and I'll explain to you as for why. Because the day before, and I do not recommend anyone does this, I ran a half marathon with no training. Now I can explain myself. So for some random reason, my sister and two of her friends decided to sign up for a half marathon and they just simply asked me if I wanted to do it with them and I was like yeah well I'll give it a go like I ran here and there before but nothing quite like a half marathon anyway so I did a I wouldn't say a fair amount of training I ran a maximum of one mile before I decided to run well I say I decided the day came and I had to run a half marathon but my sister decided that she wasn't going to do it and I was like well I'm just going to give it a go so it was actually a half marathon on sand so as well as not having trained for it I was running on sand as well so that was um not a great combination anyway I ran it, I didn't strava it, I didn't have music, I just ran. I didn't even know I had it in me to just run like that. I think it was sheer determination, if I'm honest. Anyway, I got my medal, and when I got that medal, I was like, wow, like, this is, like, cool. So I had my first medal, and I was on top of the world. So the day after, went into my form, and decided to type in the London Marathon and I saw that the NSPCC were still taking participants so I applied and because I grew up in foster care and I lived in a quite an abusive home, I say quite an abusive home, a very abusive home, um, I wanted to help children who were in similar situations to me. So I applied for the NSPCC and months passed before I heard back from anything. I had a phone call and I didn't answer it because I was like, well, who the hell is calling me? I don't know this number because I didn't, I wasn't expecting a call or anything. They left a voicemail and it was the NSPCC basically saying that I got a place and I need to confirm it by this date. I was really excited and then at the same time, it kind of all sunk into me and I was like, oh my word, I have to run a marathon and I have to raise at least £2,200 for the NSPCC. Like, that's a huge commitment and I was just on my way to go into university as well and I was like, I'm gonna have to do it. So, said yes and that's where my journey kind of starts. So I went to university and I was running regularly, but I wasn't really running far, if that makes sense. So my longest run was probably about 10 miles, like in my training. But COVID hit and 
kind of put everything pear-shaped. So COVID hit and I still had to raise the money. I still had to run the London Marathon. It was just a matter of when. And I'm kind of glad it came when it did because I only had a month before the marathon and I'd only ran 10 miles before. So it gave me more time to train in essence. And it also gave me more time to raise money. But raising money for a charity during COVID was a bit of a nightmare. So before COVID actually hit, I was um, doing bake sales and stuff with the Sea Rowing team, which was absolutely incredible. And we raised like quite a lot of money doing that, which is something I highly recommend for anybody trying to raise money do a bake sale everybody loves a bit of cake and a couple of cookies or what have you so yeah that was really really fun but back to training now for the marathon so I mentioned Covid had hit but we were all so optimistic that the marathon was still going to happen so fingers crossed it was going to happen in October So I was still training and I'm going to unlock a memory because I know a lot of you guys will probably try and forget the fact that we were only allowed to do one form of exercise out of the house a day. So I was training, I was doing my one form of exercise out of the house and the NSPCC were really, really generous and they sent me a personalised plan for my training. So I followed it as if I was going to run the marathon in October. Um, some days were hard and I'm not going to say that it was easy to follow. But I got there in the end and I think it was about August, start of August, we heard back and the marathon was not going to happen. So I'd put months and months of training into this and it wasn't going to happen. So by this time, I'd been training for over a year for a marathon that I still can't see the end result for. I got quite into myself after this because it felt to me that I'd been putting so much effort in and the world was literally up against it. So I decided to focus more on the fundraising aspects because by this time, I really, really hadn't raised that much money. So I decided to run the prom, so um, the seafront of Aberystwyth in a superwoman outfit. Now, that was interesting. It was a very, very windy day. I did it with my friend. And we had such a good time. It was it was a bonding moment. So we ran the Aberystwyth prom. We raised a little bit of money through that. I then submitted the pictures um, that we took running the prom to the local newspaper and I got a second page I think which was pretty cool so I was in the newspaper and then the university came forward and they were going to write a post about me on their social media which was another huge help and like I I was I was a student at the time and lots of my other friends are students but they you know took money out of their little loan that they got and they helped and I just am so thankful for that and also on top of that people were 
giving their books and DVDs and stuff and I was selling them on their behalf and putting all of the money for um, the fundraising and in amongst all of that I sold loads of my clothes, clothes worth so much money and I was just giving them away, or I say giving them away, I was donating them and getting like, you know, a couple of pounds back, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds, and I was just putting it all into my fundraising pot, and gradually over time, it just was increasing, increasing, and it was so, so amazing to see it, like, clock up, because, you know, when you're training, I think sometimes people forget what you're doing it for, but you're raising money for a charity that you picked, for a reason and the reason I picked this charity was because I was a victim of child abuse and I want to give to those who need my help now so that was constantly on my mind I was fully aware of why I was running it and on days I think when I really really struggled to run I kind of thought back to how I felt in the uncomfortable situations that I found myself in when I was younger and I was like do it for her and um, that really really kept me going it was kind of like a therapy session for me in the end so I'm just gonna head back to the October where the marathon was cancelled so the marathon was cancelled thought it was gonna happen in April didn't happen and then October comes around again and it's actually happening. Happened on October 3rd and all my mean girls out there know exactly what happens on October 3rd. So, so it's about a week before the London Marathon and I found myself in a tricky situation. So at the time I was working in the Students' Union and the week before the marathon was actually freshers week so it's a very very busy week we've got like huge events going on in the SU and I was asked to work but I literally couldn't risk having Covid because then I'll have to wait another year until I can run it again so I was like right so I just can't work this week and I I wouldn't say I desperately needed the money but it would have been nice I was paying for all my driving lessons and everything at this time and trust me I had so many driving lessons because driving does not come natural to me but I've passed my test now and it just feels like a distant memory but I couldn't work I couldn't see my friends or anything like that and they they'd all come back from being home and they were all going out doing really really exciting things you know it's the first week you've seen all your friends like all summer and I literally couldn't meet them and I I had a huge amount of formal because I just I just couldn't risk it so the day before the marathon has arrived and I'm on the train and over time, so I was travelling from Aberystwyth, as you were like getting closer to London, everybody was hopping on the train and you could tell who was running the London Marathon. They all had their bags with their number on it that they were going to drop off when they got to London before heading back to the hotel or what have they, whatever they needed to do. So got to London and 
it was busy. I've I've been to London a few times, but I've never seen London quite like this. So I'm en route to drop my bag in the drop-off area and oh my word it was queue after queue after queue I'd never seen queues quite like it before so you'd rocked up and then you could kind of see the end of a queue and you're like oh it must be through that door so you have queued for about 15 minutes by this point before you get into the door and then it's a hall of just queues and then it goes into a, a different room so it goes back outside I would say outside just not in the hall it goes into like the corridor bit and then it's another hall before you actually can drop your bag off it was an absolute nightmare oh my word so after that I went to the a little I, I can't even I can't remember what it's called but I think it's like the expedition and I actually saw Saffron Barker there she was like taking pictures and stuff and I was like oh do I go over and I didn't but I kind of wish I did now but um that was pretty cool and I had like a couple of pictures of my number and all that stuff and it was it felt real I was running the London Marathon tomorrow like oh my god so went back to the hotel and Hotels in London, when the marathon is on, is so expensive. Like, I can't stress it enough. Me and my partner, we spent loads of money on, like, a hotel. And it was literally a room without a window. And we were by the um, escalator or lift or whatever you call it. So, couldn't get any sleep because it was just pinging, pinging, pinging all night. And I had a marathon to run. I'm on a backtrack um, from the expedition. We went to the hotel and we were like, oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves into? And we booked a table for Bella Italia. So got dressed, went to Bella Italia. And I was like, oh my God, why is there such a long queue for Bella Italia? Anyway, it was a queue of bookings because London was that busy that it everywhere had just massive queues outside so we queued outside for about 20 minutes before we could actually get in for our booking and I had the biggest lasagna I think I've ever eaten before I think it was a lasagna anyway it was a veggie lasagna I think because at the time I was vegetarian so I had my pasta, went back and I just couldn't sleep because the lift kept pinging and I was nervous, you know, I'd spent years at this point training and it was all leading up to tomorrow and the day came and I was awake before my alarm, I I don't think I got, I don't know, more than an hour shut eye, like I was just so, so nervous, so I put my number on I put my shoes on and I felt ready and I had breakfast downstairs and it was time to go and I I was so nervous my boyfriend left me um right at the start so I was in the red entrance so he left me at the red entrance zone and he was like I'll see you along and he was tracking me and things and um 
I met two girls at the start line and we're still friends now honestly it's so nice that the running community that you can actually just go up to somebody and you can be like oh yes what do you do because everybody kind of gets each other it's so so nice so we met and we've made really really nice friendships together um we ran together i think we got to about mile 22 23 before we decided to like split off we were all in different stages of pain so i needed to walk i was struggling so much by the time i got to mile 22 before the marathon i'd only ran 20 miles and i i thought that would get me through I was like oh just another 10k yeah just another 10k once you ran 20 miles already is quite a lot of miles so we split off about 22 23 miles one of them went off to run with her dad because he was also running the London Marathon and then the other one decided to just run off ahead and then I walked for a little bit so I walked and it's so weird because I didn't realise I'd finished the line, like cross the line until I'd crossed the line, if that makes sense. I knew it was, I knew it was nearly there. And then once I'd done it, I was like, I've done it. And I remember crying and I was smiling and I just, I was so, so happy. But like I said before, my entire two years had basically been leading up to this one day and now I've done it and I don't know what to do with myself and after I'd done the marathon my fundraising ping 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 pinged and I hit my goal and it's such an incredible feeling when you hit your goal because now you've ran the marathon and you've actually completed what you said you're going to complete the fundraising which for me is the most important part you you know you're doing this huge achievement for yourself but raising that money is going to change a lot of people's lives and I don't think people kind of think about that when they're training so I'd done it and I was struggling to walk for days I'm not going to lie to you I was in quite a lot of pain but it's weird because I don't know if many other people experience this but once I completed the marathon I got into a rut because you know my entire two years had been leading up to this I didn't have anything to train for I didn't have anything to raise money for and I just kind of lost motivation to run I lost motivation in myself to do things which is really really sad because if I continued running I, I maybe would have been on you know marathon four by now it's been a year and a bit since I ran the London Marathon and it's really really upsetting because I haven't run any more than eight miles um, since the marathon that is like the max I've ran which is really really sad but I'm getting back into running now and I'm running quite regularly um, and I'm hoping that I actually manage to stick to some sort of plan now. I kind of got myself into a rut but I'm slowly getting out of this rut and my goal is to run the London Marathon again next year and I'm putting it out there because I really really do want to run it. I was gonna apply for 
the April coming. Um, but I missed the deadline for about about two days. I was like, oh no. Anyways, that has been my London Marathon journey. If you want to message me or anything like that, um, it's best to message me on my Instagram, which is Tay underscore does underscore life. So hit me up on there and I'll catch you in the next episode.